Yeah. Uh. Special guest here today with us. What it do? It's your boy C Diddy, one half of the Realest Podcast ever. Checking yeah. in live from Philly. What's good, John? We got my boy here. Uh, <laughs> a Philly in the house. Young boy. Uh, Bro, he one of the first guys to like invite us to his pod. His pod already popping, doing numbers. He really that guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the introduction really just, you know, he's being real humble right now, but he's he's really that guy. You know what I mean? One of the yeah. biggest and one of the first uh in his city. In this town to actually do the podcast. We just started 2016, 2017. Yeah, 2016 going into 17. Yeah, yeah. one of the biggest, you know what I mean? He's so, the pie father out He's the pie father outside, you know what I <laughs> mean? So, That's real rap, though. That's yeah, real. You know what I mean? Before Gilly and Wallow, it was him, you know? Uh-huh. So we started early, yeah. That, that's facts. <laughs> no, we just, we just, you know, we just having a conversation, casual conversation. You know, usually, uh, before we start off with the interviews, we like, we could do a little bit of, uh, you know, just figuring out how the week was, you know, prior. Yeah. How was your week? You know what I mean? Uh, shit was cool. It was Kaiser. Uh, we went by and seen the uh, the games in Branchwood Park and right, North. right. That was as neighborhood versus neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I mean, Southwood lost by one point. Right, right, right. Good I ain't like that. I mean, <laughs> from the south, that's why. Yeah. I ain't like that. Not my boy. How was your week? Oh, man, my week been good, bro. Uh, We gearing up. We got an event coming up, a series of events, actually, August 26th and 27th. So I've been running around doing a bunch of pods. Everybody, you know, in the city, I got a bunch more to do this weekend. But, you know, I had to come up here and bless y'all, man. Like, you know, y'all my guys. Y'all came down. Right. We did an amazing episode together. Amazing episode. We traveled. Couple viral moments. Couple viral moments. Did great numbers, man. So, you know, my, my, my main focus for the week was, you know, coming to Poly yeah. with y'all. And I was hitting you, you know, make sure I was hitting you. I'm like, yo, you ready? We about to get drunk. We about to have some fun when we get down here. You yeah, know what no mean? doubt about it. Right. And, you know, um, next week we got, next Sunday we got Jeezy in the city. So, you know, it's going to be crazy. We right. got him at uh, Barcode. Yeah, right? Barcode. Day party. Yeah, yeah. It's about to Barcode, that's the real big spot, right? Yeah, that's yeah. where With the pool had, inside uh, the club. Right. He had Tycoon's joint there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and now we got the you know fuck the all the small talk hacks for purchase yeah, you know what I mean it's gonna, come, coming, it's gonna cost you a couple dollars but you know what's up so man y'all been asking for us so here y'all go yeah I got it you see fuck all the small talk he for self though you see he came here just one for himself like I was this like, nigga said it was hoodie season I thought we yeah. still in August so yeah. I don't know. No, it's raining outside I ain't gonna boot you I was ready to get hoodied up yeah, and I did, and outside. I seen it was still seventy five I was yeah, like nah, nah. I'm a you and know, you see the rain, you feel the rain in here. I mean, it's cold in here. You see the rain outside, and it's kind of cold in here. I yeah. kind of like best of both yeah. worlds right now. You chilly as hell. I'm cool. This uh, nigga uh. funny as hell. <laughs> so look, yo, bro. You know, uh, you know. Let's give him a real introduction. Like, you know, this is the first time you touch on our platform. For sure, for sure. Um, so let them know the beginning stages, your your background, not just you know the pad, the pod. I'm talking yeah. about how we even got here. Gotcha. So let's 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 bring us back to 2000. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Bring us back to 2000, where you were. What you were doing, 
What was the mindset? And then, you know, tell us your house and home, where you come from, mother, yeah. father, so on and so forth. And, you know what I mean? Just explain uh, your thoughts. I'm a Philly, Philly native, grew up in Southwest Philly, right, uh, right. which is like part near the airport and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, now, that's pretty much like the most treacherous part of the city. Right. Uh, but when I was growing up, it wasn't really like that. Like, Southwest was kind of more so known, like, for, like, players, almost like, you know, pretty boys. Like, mm-hmm. we fuck with the hoes. And you light skin. Yeah, I'm light skin with the, with the wavy hair. hair. Yeah. So, 2000, I'm um I'm a junior in high school. Right. So uh because I was like a child athlete, I played uh you know f- uh football, you know pee wee football, high mm-hmm. school football, and all of that. And I ran track and shit because I was a child athlete. I bounced around into a lot of different parts of the city. I knew a lot of different people from like right. a super duper young age. Mm-hmm. So um like 17 at that point, I'm pretty much burnt out of all the athletics and all that. I'm on these bitches. Like so, yeah, yeah, yeah. so at, at that point, it was just like, you know, I'm on school, I'm on these bitches, I'm trying to, you know, figure the rest of my life out. So right. at that point, I'm like 16, 17. Um, I'm going to uh Central High School, it's like a real famous high school in Philly. That's where, you know, Bill Cosby went and all right, that. Right, right. Uh so it's like a big deal. Uh, but you know, it's far from the crib or whatever. Right. So, you know, I kind of had like this dual experience where, you know, I'm in, I'm in the, you know, I'm in the trenches in my hood and shit like that where I live at and all of that shit. But then I go to school, nicer area, more affluent, mixed background, right, different right. stuff like that. I'm going to school. So it's the like behavior even, of, the, of the kids were different. Way different. Yeah. Like back we the didn't crib. really have, um, you know, you, you had little small stuff here and there, but not like not nothing big. Whereas like, you know, people be having full out gang wars and yeah, shit like that right. in high school. Like we didn't really experience that at that particular school because it's like, you know, it's a public school, but it's a magnet school. You got to apply to get in mm-hmm. or have yeah, stellar grades and all of that and shit. And that was simply because you played sports. It was it was really more so academics than oh, anything. Well, like, yeah, well. I'm yeah. a super, super sharp, super smart kid. Um, you know, but I always, you know, my my cousins and my uncles and all of that, that and, and, and my pop and my grandfather is certified like street figures. So the, the streets always like, you know, piqued my interest, but they were still on the nine Come stay stay on the straight and narrow. Right. The school, college, figure all of that out. So I ended up, uh, you know, going through high school, finished high school, went to college. I went to uh, Clark Atlanta University for one year. Oh, you did? That's, yeah. that's, that's dope. Yeah, I got Clark Atlanta that's a all black school. HBCU, yeah. yeah that's, what I'm saying. Um, that's right there in the um, in the AUC. It's Clark. Morehouse and right, uh, Spelman, yeah, right, right, right. they all right there, whatever. And that year, 2001 um, into 2002, it was literally like the slowest year for Atlanta in history. Like it was like nothing going on. Right. Everybody was kind of like starting to like bubble and figure themselves out to where it's like, all right, you had Shaq would be on the campus around and stuff like that. You had mm-hmm. T.I. before he blew up when he yeah. was still like an underground artist. Right. He'd be on campus all the time. We'd see him. And the main people that I used to kick it with was Willie the Kid and DJ Don Cannon. Willie the Kid? Willie the Kid who was signed to affiliates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He he was a, um he was from Grand Rapids, Michigan. His right. older brother, Lot of Dark Man, was down with Wu-Tang. Mm-hmm. So he was rapping. Donnie was doing beats and all of that. And then, you know, the affiliates came together like that next year, which was Canon, Sense, and DJ Drama. Right. So I ended up getting out of there right as... Right before shit right got Right before lit. shit got crazy, before Jeezy, before Gucci Man, all of that. And um, that's almost like, I don't really like to live with regrets, but that's like a little bit of regret of mine because yeah. I got homesick and I was ah. like, yo, I want to be at the crib. I came back, went somewhere local, whatever like that. 
And um, then that whole scene just fucking exploded. BMF mm. started like yeah. the next year and all of that. But who knows? I might have stayed down there, clicked up with them niggas. I might be in jail right now for yeah, 30 years. Word. Ain't no telling. So, you know what I mean? It might have it ended up working out the way it was supposed Luckily, to. Luckily, you didn't click up with nobody and you, what's the name? So after you come from that year, what was, you went back home. What was the, what was happening? Yeah, I went back you? home. Um, I was working um, at the time. I was working full time and I was going to school. So I was commuting to go to school. I went to school in the suburbs, uh, Westchester mm. University, whatever. Right. So I ended up graduating from there 2006, but I was basically commuting back and forth. So I never really got, other than that one year in Atlanta, I never even got the full college experience. experience. Like, yeah. because I was on some shit like, I'm just hustling. I'm trying to make money, whatever, whatever. Um, the spot that I was working at, Total Sport, that shit was like a big deal back then. And you was done junior year with sports. You was, so you wasn't- Yeah, I, I wasn't, it wasn't no sports, it was work. School yeah. and, and trying to figure out, you know, the rest of my life or whatever, like that. Yeah, and bitches, right. like that was like a huge <laughs> part of it or whatever. Um, but yeah, so throughout that whole process, um, I was trying to basically figure my way into the music industry. Gotcha. Like that was my whole thing. Like I wanted to be an executive in the music industry, and this is like pre-internet and all I never that shit. Never wanted to rap or nothing. Not nah, little, little small stuff here and there. Like you know, amongst the homies yeah, and shit like right, that. Right, right. I cut a couple, you know, records you and all that shit. I got some verses lingering around. <laughs> I sent them to y'all. But but for the most part, my my mind frame was like on some puffy shit. Like mm. um, it was more so like whatever I'm doing. If I am rapping or if I gotta exec produce or I gotta do whatever, it's in the most of trying to push the team forward as opposed to, like, just myself. You know gotcha, what I'm saying? Gotcha, gotcha. So I just always had, like, a mogul mindset of trying to, like, figure out how I'm going to break into the music industry, doing little stuff here and there. And the guys that was, like, the owners of the company that I worked for, Total Sport, was, like, jerseys and hats and all that shit that was mm -hmm. big back in the day. They was connect. They was, like, from New York and all that shit. So they was connected to Lenny S and Fred the Godson yeah. and all of that shit. And, um, and what year was around this year? 0506? 0506, exactly. And uh, Lenny S. actually helped me with my capstone project for college. What? Yeah. Yeah, I, I did a project about, like, uh, the the, the A&R path through the music industry, whatever yeah, like dope. that. And um, Lenny S. was, like, my contributing person, my expert that, you right, know, helped me uh, complete my program. Building relationships, not really even knowing you're building relationships. Exactly. And then that relationship ended up coming back around because my older cousin, Stevie G., who's, like, one of my biggest influences, he's a big deal in Philly especially in our area, in our neighborhood and shit, he got Bean signed with Rockefeller. He got the Young Gun signed with Rockefeller. He had a label deal for Against All Lives Entertainment at Priority, like, mm -hmm. in 98, 99. Uh, my man Nas, through him, broker, he brokered deals, had, had records with Too Short and Timbaland and, mm -hmm. you know, all of that oh, yeah, shit or whatever. Somebody. He was He's somebody, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he actually maintains a relationship with, with Rock Nation and Jay and Tata and Lenny and all of that to this day. That's you know what I'm saying? Off of that. So it's like that, the Lenny relationship ended up coming back around on another side because then him and my cousin became like Close super friends. tight. You yeah, know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. So then that, you know, just kind of, you know, stayed, stayed present or whatever like and, that. And that's when the promotion, went. so where did the promotion, you start doing a party for, because you know, that's what everybody know. You. Oh, bro, bro, you used to be the biggest. Yeah. They said you was the biggest. I was the biggest. You know what I mean? That's a so, fact, yeah. So let's swing on, on that series. So uh, the party promotion really didn't kick in until... It started around that same time period. Like, right. I did a birthday party um, when I turned 25. So this is probably like 07, 08. Summer. I, 
spring. I'm, I'm a March baby, oh, so right, right, end yeah. of March, whatever, whatever. That's a perfect time, too. Yeah, perfect spring time. Break. Weather breaking, all that. Yeah, People got, you know, yeah, cabin fever, yeah, all that yeah, shit. Yeah. So I ended up doing a, a birthday party at this spot um, called Benny the Bums. That's uh, it's actually live casino now, oh, down by the stadiums and all of that shit. But it was uh, it was a uh, it was a bar, restaurant, lounge type joint that was in the Holiday Inn at the time. They demolished that shit and they put up live casino now. Right. So we, I did a birthday party there, whatever. Made some decent money. How me big and like, was the space? uh, like a five hundred person capacity cool, joint. Cool yeah, spot, yeah, yeah. Especially for your first joint. For sure. We ended up packing that joint out. It was me and like three other people or whatever. My man Truck, my man Mikey O, who in Tampa now, pretty much running shit down there. Right. And, party uh, scene. Uh, party scene. He got businesses. Yeah, he doing cheese Why he yeah. he really like. Cooking them, killing right. them down there in yeah, Tampa, yeah. whatever. You down there making Philly cheesesteaks in Tampa? Yes. They going crazy. Going crazy. He got, he got, he got two locations. He just opened up a, uh, he just opened up a uh, Caribbean restaurant mm. in the last month or whatever. So like, yeah, he's he's smoking them right now. He going crazy he because he chicken. he he was smart enough not to divert, but he was smart enough to recognize like Tampa's the next Miami. Right. And he was just basically like. Fuck going yeah, where yo, shit is already time, uh, set up uh, at. Orlando, like, he went to, yo, like let me tell you the yeah. truth, yo. Every time I go down there, I, I think, in my opinion, I think Tampa might got the best strip club in the nation between them and Houston. Just my personal opinion. Tampa, yeah. Tampa bro. Tampa strip club's crazy. A lot of people don't know. Tampa real uh, diverse. Naked, it's yeah. a lot of black people down yeah. there. Um, yeah. it's, it's black, it's Hispanics, it's, yeah. you know, it's whites. But yeah. the black people that are there got... Money, they you know what I'm saying? It's an yeah, affluent community. They got the biggest cigar community yeah, in the country. It's balanced, but it ain't. It's always balanced everywhere, but it yeah. ain't like you know what I mean. Prevalent as other places. Yeah, it's kind of sure. like Orlando. Orlando got yeah. spaces where it's prevalent with violence, but outside of that, you know what I mean? It's it's the money around. Yeah, for sure. You know I mean? So he was somebody, my man Mike Yell. He was somebody that kind of like mentored me into like you know the party shit, mm -hmm. whatever. So um, you know, I, I basically once I graduated college, I you know I had that party, whatever. Um, I worked corporate. I you know had a job, shit like that. But my interest was always like more so like nightlife and just trying to figure out a way to build up enough equity to monetize my network and not have to really work for nobody. So right. I ended up, um, you know, messing around with it, you know, part time here and there for like four or five years. Mm. And 20, I want to say like 2011, 2012, at the height of Twitter, we had a Monday night promotion and it was me and like four other guys. My man A.O. was the was the host of it. My man A.O. from AM1. Uh, legendary streetball Basketball, player and all of yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah he was yeah. the host of, we did a karaoke Monday and the shit got so crazy that like we used to have to lock the door at 11 o'clock. Mm. At 11? The 11 o'clock. And, and it was on some like one in, one out. Two. Exactly. Yeah. Philly spots is, you know, nine to twos, ten to yeah. twos, shit like that. So that night got so big or whatever and became like a preeminent like night in the city that it just started to open up all these other doors for me to be able to do promotional stuff or whatever like in that. In the city with other and, space buildings and other Exactly. And what it really was is at the time Philly wasn't really we was kind of going through like a rebuilding period. We wasn't really on like no celebrity driven shit. Yeah. It was just like if you got a good party and it's buzzing on Twitter, whatever, that was enough. Like the shit was going was gonna go crazy. And that's around the time Meek was on his way up. Exactly. Like was, yeah, oh, 2010, 2011, he was he was almost like at his top, at his Yeah, exactly. You know I mean? He he was still he was he was going up or whatever in the city. Like I said, was kind of like in a rebuilding space. And then, you know, once he got kind of like reached his peak or whatever and you know that first initial meek run was crazy right like, right yeah how, how was you was you a part of that in the sense of promotion and since of booking the you sense booked of them anything? And, and what was the what was the what was the vibe 
in your city as far as the mixtapes? Like, what, what was you hearing? What was your thoughts just at that time? From right, 2008 so, to 2011. So the thing, the Mill, thing is, to keep it all the way real, Meek wasn't the chosen one from Philly. It was, was. It was Cheat Raw. It was Vodka. No, no, it was Tone. Joey Jahad. Joey Jahad, yeah. Those was the three. Like, that was the big three so, from so Philly. And Reed Dollars. And Reed Dollars. Reed, so Reed Dollars, two Joey Jahad, and who else? Cheek Raw and Cheek Baca. Uh, Joey Jahad wasn't originally a, a battle rapper, though, at first. He was mainly making music first. He was dabbling and out. Yeah, Joey but he ended up battling yeah. Murder Mook yeah. at Parkside at the basketball games yeah. or whatever, and that's yeah. kind of what broke him. him. In the early YouTube days, that's yeah, what yeah. broke Facts. him to, like, the rest of the world. And 50 wanted to sign him. So, like, I remember. they was the chosen, like, that was, like, the four right there yeah. or whatever like that. But the problem was they not really any of them knew how to make songs for real, for real. Right. They was f phenomenal rappers. Who was she? Great Raw? freestylers. Chi Raw was a guy from uh, from Germantown, from like Uptown Philly or whatever like that. And he was uh, like the the star. Him and Vodka was the stars of the two Raw from the streets. Two Raw for the Streets DVD, DVD. series. Okay. Yeah. They was the main niggas. Like, every single DVD, it's like, it's Cheek Raw and Vodka on here. Like, that's when you yeah, bottom yeah, Jones, yeah. that's what you're looking for. Right. It's Cheek Raw and Vodka on here. Whatever, because like 05. Oh three, probably. Nah, look, probably like oh five, oh six. I mean, cause I remember Meek back in the day, day, day when he was young, like a kid, like 14, 15. And I had yeah. to be oh three, oh four. Yeah. And then I seen him again like oh eight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. On the DVDs. And then it was feel like a whole totally different Meek in 2009, 2010. Yeah. I don't know because why. where Meek beat everybody was um number one, Meek had like kind of had the had the benefit of having two sides of the city. Mm, he, he, his, he had north side and south side, mm -hmm. which a lot of people didn't necessarily have. Explain that. How, how so? <laughs> because, like, Philly is real... Uh Philly's real divided. Well, it was. It's not really so divided no more. Mm -hmm. Niggas get money with niggas from everywhere. Collab, do parties, do... Street shit, whatever, right, from, right. from everywhere. But once upon a time, Philly was super segregated and you stood on, like, your neighborhood and where you from and all of that, and that's who you fucked with. Like, like I remember, like, being even younger than, like, me, this birthday party I talked about, like, when my cousin and them would throw parties. They'd throw a New Year's Eve party at the Armory, a New Year's Eve party at the Naval Base, like, mm -hmm. $50,000 parties, like, shit like that. But for the most part, we would get all the girls to come, but niggas from other parts of the city wouldn't come. Oh, they would boycott. Like, oh, no, I ain't fucking with them Southwest niggas. Like, that was the tone of the city. Yeah, so yeah. Meek, to his advantage, he had two sides of the city because he legitimately had claims to both. His grandma from 18th Street in South Philly. Mm -hmm. He from 22nd, 23rd, 24th from Burks around there in North Philly. So those is, in driving terms, that's like a 20-minute drive or whatever like Got that. Got you. Mm -hmm. But the the tone of those neighborhoods is even, is, is similar, but it's, it's still a little bit different, too. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, but he was able to have a pass to jump back and forth and go to and through both because he had a legitimate claim to both. And how he beat all the rappers I named is songwriting. Like, he yeah. figured out early melodies, how to write songs, writing hooks and all of that shit. And then you looked up one day and they kind of all burnt out and they were still, you know, rapping on the DVDs and all of that. And Meek was... Starting to book shows and selling a hundred thousand mixtapes. Right, that's what the difference was. I remember I came out there, you know, I, um, I, I met Tone Trump off the internet, two thousand nine, two thousand ten. That's I, my man too, I Tone had Trump. My, my brother. DVDs out there, Tone Trump. And what's the bro he used to be with back in the day? Uh, uh billionaire. Uh, what's his name? 
something billionaire. Um, Frank Biggin. No, 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 not Frank. It was something billionaire. He looked like Tone Trump exactly. He looked like. T- I know you talking about. They ended up having a fallout, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, they don't fuck with each other. So no, I, I know you talking I about. I've been out there. They had the Benzes and shit. But they took me down there where the niggas was selling the DVDs, and it was like a whole. Um, it was like a whole DVD CD spot where the whole strip. Downtown somewhere. 52nd Street. 52nd, so we had a couple of them. You had 52nd Street. You had 69th Street, Sounds of Upper Derby. Then you had downtown where you would have like Funko Mart and I think it was all down, of like it Market been, Street. Like, I think it was Market Street. I think it was, yeah, no, like, no, it was Market Street. It was, it was one of them streets, but I'm not sure which yeah, one. But yeah. I just know and then I you had, had Germantown Ave, too, was another one. He was putting me on game how to do it. He was like, yo, I, had, I was one of the first niggas outside. I had a, um, a DVD and an actual uh, mixtape in one. Right. I think it was far. When I say first niggas, I'm saying I had that yeah, from my sure. city that had DVD, yeah. and it was like 2010. Tone beat everybody with marketing yeah, and, he was and presentation. Me. Yeah, he marketing, was telling me, presentation, and he and understood the him. internet at an early age. 2010, I believe. Yeah. Him. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying he did not. He not that. Right. I'm just saying I believed his campaign. He was doing yeah. his thing. You know what I mean? Shout out to Tone Trump, bro. He's yeah, no, Tone Trump, people. good brother, man. That's my hockey. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. And, and Tone Trump was one of the first people during that time period to get a major deal. You right, know what he I'm had saying? a major and deal. At the same time Meek had his deal with Ross, he had a deal with Jeezy. Like but he was down yeah. to earth, though. Yeah. It was he was easy to touch. You know what I'm saying? Not, yeah. not touch like that. You know what I mean? Like, he was he, around. He was very yeah, present. He was like he was, yeah, he was, he was like, yo, he'd yeah. be like, yo, and he had embrace you. He, he was like, I fucked with bro, bro, good bro. Yeah, for you sure. You know what I mean? It was off some online shit. So all right, let's move forward now. We so now we boom, we got your parties is old 2011, 2010. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's that was like the start of it. So I had the Monday situation, then that parlayed into a Thursday situation at this spot uh called Aura downtown. Oh, I think we just we went there recently. It's called Eris now, but it used to be called Aura. It's down, um, it's, it's all the way pod, deep downtown. No, nah, not after they pod. You wasn't there with us. It was, what's the name? It was me, no, wig. We went, we went downtown. It's not Aura no more. It's called something different. Eris, yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah, there. so I ended up having a Thursday situation there or whatever because I did this big-ass party at the spot called Industry 19. Um, I did a big-ass party at the spot called Industry 19 for my man, Ready Rock Birthday, mm. who was also a rapper. Yeah, yeah. Big in that era with Whatever, Ape Gang was like a big ass deal. Ready, Garcy, Prem, and all mm-hmm. of them. Those still my niggas to this day. And we did a big ass party, and the party was so big, the spot was like scared of it. Like, yo, like I don't, we can't handle this like on some every week shit or whatever. And y'all clientele is the opposite of ours. And I'm like, well, what you mean? They like, we got regulars that come in here that won't feel comfortable if what your guys these real niggas come in here. Yeah. These niggas that then cooperated and told on people and shit yeah, like that, yeah, they're yeah. not going to feel comfortable coming here. It's going to be a problem. So we're going to refer you to this other place. Yeah. So they referred me to the spot or whatever like that. And then over time, the same situation kind of like happened over there in terms of like we was having the shit so cranking, going so crazy on a Thursday night. It looked like the weekend. How long, how many uh, months would you stand in these spaces when you was there? I ended up being at Aura for a long time. Gotcha. But they they kind of like fucked my momentum up in the beginning where it's like I lost my team. And I had to just basically put it on my back and do it myself. Mm. Because the, the owner called us into a closed door meeting one day and was like, yo, I need y'all to do me a favor. I'm like, what? 
stop promoting so hard. I'm like, what the fuck do you mean? And he's like, nah, it's like, y'all, it's, it's too many people here. Like, it's going to be like a thing with the neighborhood and we just right. need you to like take your foot off the gas. And I'm like, well, if I do that, then I make less money. Right. But I still got to feed, you know what I'm saying, five, six other niggas like that. Yeah, it don't really yeah. make no what, sense to do it what, that way. What was your club breakdown? Were you getting 10% of the bar? Were you... Like when oh, your breakdown. So early, door. early on, it, I was I was real ignorant to it. I was just getting straight door deals, yeah, like right, right, right. try to get the lowest bills I can get, and then getting door deals. And then over time, I I got educated on oh, it's bar money, it's bottle money, is yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying if I'm in a strip club, it's house money. As far as like dancers yeah, and shit like that, tip, out. tip outs and all of that shit. Like I grew into that. But my first couple of deals was door deals. But in this era, from like 11 to 14. You That's didn't even you need no other money. That's we was we needed, was smacking man. them so hard at the door. I'm charging forty, fifty dollars a head at the door on a Thursday. In two thousand eight, in two thousand nine, eleven, ten, getting forty dollars a head on a th getting five hundred people. Mm. So it's like. Even with splitting the money with my team, I'm making $1,800, $2,000 a week, shit mm -hmm. like that. I'm going to go do the same thing on Monday. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And my Monday was so big, and we ended up moving it to an indoor-outdoor space, and that's mm -hmm. really when it took off. We got something in Philly that happened every year around this time, the Rump, the Rump Classic. Rump. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's been going on for 18 years now. We had the after party to that shit one it, year. Then I just, it just passed. It just right? passed this yeah. past weekend. Yeah. And what about the other shit that they, that they do with everybody? Just, it's like dish day. Oh, dish day. That, that's that's something new. That's yo, like that some shit. last two years shit. Niggas like FaceTiming me. Yo, that's the biggest. That's the that's the biggest shit in Philly, yo. Like, Speak what's up, they man. they started that joint right. from like a fifty to hundred person situation, and just over time, just built that shit up to where now three thousand people come. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. But you no, know, everything everything that's gonna be great gonna take time. Yeah, take time. I'm about to come down there next one. Yeah, the next joint they, they throw. Yeah, I they don't stuck care. With it. Hella hot water, we down there. You feel me? It was it's too crazy, bro. Yeah. I'm not seeing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you know, John, he he like just everything got to be petite with him, right? You know what I mean? With me, I, you know, <laughs> no. I like the look. I'm married, so I like just look. You know what I mean? No, pretty face first. That's it. Like, like, I'm I want you. But like, like that joint, like the ditch day shit, like that's where you going like potentially you gonna find a cream of the city at that mm. joint because it's the, like, it's the working women high. because they really calling off work yeah. to come to this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like that shit is not just like the theme. Like no, motherfuckers really calling off work. They looking yeah. forward you, to you this shit. It? I, I've been through, I don't, you know, I'm not really, at this point, I'm not really partying like that. You know, we, we got a theory, right, me and the homie GL, like, we feel like order for everything to keep going and for us to go further in different cities, in different places, even the places that we at now, you got to be tangible. In order to be tangible, you got to continue to hit the clubs because people got yeah. a short-term short memory now. That's real they shit. Forget, you know what I mean? So, yeah, our pod going crazy, but if they don't see me, it's just, it's just the accessibility can't be yeah. as... Cause how we get booked now. So now you know how we got bookings on the weekends, but we only going if we getting paid. Right. Jeezy, right. we got our hands in it, so it's different. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And and then but everything I'll be saying about him, you know, every Saturday he got R and B Saturdays at a particular club. And I'm just telling you. Yeah, y'all was like, supposed to take me to R&B Saturdays. And yeah, you sent me the date. You, it was a Thursday. I was it's confused. It's a Thursday. <laughs> you, you, uh, do you leave him right after the party or you going to stay here for a couple, a little bit? I mean, it don't matter. I'm around. All right. You, what you want to, what's, what's tonight? What's popping tonight? We can figure it out. <laughs> don't leave. I think, right. you know, I'm going to go get some money. Then we're going to leave. Then we're going to go do something. You staying you stay speed? You coming out too? Well, like, uh, here we go. I got a legend in the building. I'm, I'm, I'm familiar with speed. Oh, you know speed? Yeah, I know speed. I'm a boy. speed, man. <laughs> oh no, we got the oh man. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna send it to you, bro. I gotta I gotta get I got cash from Gizzy. You got my keys right there. Take my car. 
Mm-hmm. All right, so <laughs> get another one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go, let's speak, people. It's on speak. It's on corn. It's on speak. <laughs> go, go my phone, bro. Yeah, nah. But, uh, but yeah, the, nah, the dish day shit is crazy. But no, nah, I feel y'all about, you know, about being tangible. But like Philly, um, if I, I can't really necessarily compare it to nothing. Like the closest comparison is probably like Baltimore in terms mm-hmm. of like the overall tone of the city. Yeah. Like Philly got some like super duper ghetto pockets. And For then it's sure. like you go a little bit outside of the yeah. city. And then it's like, oh right. shit, it's like you know, roses I always, I'm going to be honest with you, bro. I feel like Philly should be in a DMV. So I feel like D.C., Baltimore, Virginia, some parts of Virginia and, and Philly the same. Very. Very, very so what's similar. y'all tri state? Our tri state is uh Philly, Delaware, and South Jersey. Mm-hmm. So like uh, the main, the big Damn, three you cities. You can't even have a whole Jersey just South. Nah, yeah, can't. just South. <laughs> you can't like they, this. You see how they tone or how they speak is different. Even yeah, South yeah. Jersey. So like, like so like the big three cities would be like Camden, Philly, and, right. and Wilmington, Delaware. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Camden. And they yeah. all similar, but totally different. Totally different. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. they got certain similarities, but because Camden totally don't fuck with us at all. When we locked up and shit like they don't fuck with us. But if they be down they fuck with the Philly niggas. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That'd be it'd be the worst name. So all right, let's let's move along, bro. Let's not get too caught up in, in, in the rapture. So you know what I mean? You was there, you started you popping, you doing your thing. Yeah. Uh they told y'all to calm down with the promotion, right? Um let's get us to the to the later years where you was like edging out. You doing your thing, you got some before before you start edging out, right? Tell us some of the the best Parties you had with artists you booked. Uh, shit. After a while, um, it was a new spot in Philly open uh, called Vanity Grand. Vanity. Yeah, that was like our marquee. That ended up being like our marquee club. Like, right. and I was there from like they opened in I believe July of 2014. Our first party was there was August. We brought Black China there August. So mm. we was in that joint within what year? August. Of what year? 14. 14. 14. Yeah. Yeah. I got Black China for a love number two. Yeah. It was crazy. It was low yeah. too. She was new. Then. Six thousand. That's mm. crazy, like all in. <laughs> Damn, you don't like get them number all in, like six thousand. What was the return though? Uh, I think we probably made it like eighteen grand, something like that. That's great. And split between how many people? Like five. That's great. Yeah, that was great money. Yeah, What's that? like twenty five hundred a piece. Yeah, like five. That's perfect. Yeah, we ain't get no bar money and none of that because again, at this point, it's, it's still early. I'm still learning yeah, that shit or yeah, whatever. Yeah. But being in that system at Vanity, I learned everything. Like that was like my master class on at Vanity. At, like as far as club negotiation, what's available, what's in the pot, what's reasonable, how to manage liquor costs, doing inventory. Like oh, I learned, the they taught me the game for sure, for sure. They taught me everything. Um, Ronnie was my man. Ronnie was a general manager, and then uh, John Meehan, who's that's, that's my man to this day, the best club owner in the history of the city of Philadelphia. Um, and you know he was just super fair, broke bread all the time. You know if you if you had a, a point to your negotiation. You was gonna get what you wanted to get. Right, you know right. what I'm he saying? Was fair. He was fair. He was super duper fair. He wasn't trying to rape you. No, never. Because he he understood, like, yo, I got a space that hold two thousand people. Like, if y'all do this shit right, like we we gonna make more money we than the fuck. We, we, we all, all gonna, gonna make eat, money. Man, uh but you know, through my vanity run shit, we booked um Jeezy a million times. We booked mm-hmm. Yo Gotti a handful of times. Jeezy is always a hit for some reason. Every always a hit. He, he just he don't he, miss bro. because because you know what it is? Even with the bad albums or whatever, or the not as popular albums in the discography, people yeah. still remember how they felt for those, that those first three, albums. three yeah. to five year period. Yeah. And for that, we owe him everything. So it's like we always just gonna fuck with him. And Philly's such a blue collar place, man. It just Jeezy just super resonate yeah. because in Jersey too, yeah. though, up north yeah. and south. Yeah. So he one of them guys that's like, you know, to me personally, like he got his first three albums, two of them was classics. Exactly. 
You know what I'm saying? And then he had a, a, a later one, 2014, that was a classic. Was that 103, I believe? Yeah. So you know what I mean? It was a different thing. So now, imagine now having him being able to have him come through at the numbers that he was getting on. But I can't. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, so shit. Uh, we did a P Diddy party that was big. Yeah, yeah we had we had one in a hundred. Uh, I think it was fifty. He, he came up. He got a. He came up. He got sixty for um for unking him at um four sixty six. He got a sixty piece. Yeah, he charged us fifty. We got to press the red button. Uh, we had a no, big. We had that. a big uh future party. That wasn't my party, but I assisted on. I promoted mm. it or whatever. Just as a uh, on the tip, like I'm a. Club employee, whatever. Right. I was the uh, like digital media person or whatever like that. Uh, we had a future party that went crazy. That did like hundred twenty thousand at the door. You serious? Yeah, we paid him forty grand. The party did like hundred twenty thousand. One twenty, not tickets. No, future. It was, it was a combination tickets, of tickets, tickets in the door. door, but the the come through the door money hundred twenty thousand. Shit. And how many breakdown was on that? Uh, you didn't work that. Door. I didn't work that door, that but was it was joke. it was it wasn't a lot of people. It was like three people. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, it was like three people. Yeah, smacked damn. them, smacked them bad. Um, I had a I had a good ass Casanova party damn. that I paid Casanova like some bird shit, and he came through early. That nigga was like four bands. I paid Casanova four bands. That nigga came early as shit, like eleven o'clock. That nigga danced with all the dancers, damn. ran around, took that a million shit pictures. Like that make you want to book him again? Listen, took a million pictures, thanked us for booking him, whatever, whatever. Call me direct. Fuck the manager, yeah, the, yeah, the whole yeah, everything. Yeah. We had a great, uh, a great joint with him. So I would have booked that nigga again. You ain't book him again? Nah, we had so much at the time. We had so much shit booked, bro. Yeah, like yeah. it, it really didn't matter. I think right at that we had a good ass party with Rallo, um, from mm. from, from from Atlanta. Yeah, What's yeah. Rallo, Rallo, uh, Rallo that's locked up. Yeah. Oh, the snitch. Yeah, yeah, man, yeah, yeah. Crazy. That shit broke my heart. Well, we man. don't know if that's true. Yeah, <laughs> we ain't seen no paperwork <laughs> on that man. It's, de it's definitely <laughs> looking faulty. It's looking crazy. It, lo it look, a it look bad, but you know his rappy is saying that ain't what it is. Right, so. Right. He's a truth they, teller. They say he gave up information on a dead man. I don't. And, oh, and, that or, was Tia. Or, or no, it was both of them. That was him too. They say he gave information on a dead man, and uh, that and that was his because it was his plug, and his plug had died. Mm. They gave information on his dead. He tried plug. to do some like fun flam shit. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't. You know what I mean? How you feel? This nigga. Let me say what the nigga text me. He gonna text me like, oh, this your man, the grocery nigga was. Yeah, I say yo, it's good. no, because I fuck, I like Greedo a lot. Yeah. Like I, 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 I oh, fuck with Greedo. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just it just looked it weird. But then when Greedo explained the situation, and again, his rappy is saying that's not what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like they both was on some shit. Like I thought you told on me. So these little hood sneak recordings and all of that that's circulating is like almost anything any real nigga would be going through. Like you sitting in jail and a nigga out, you might feel like, damn, what he gave up some info on me. Yeah. But it's like until the video come out and the full police report and all that, I don't know. Like he had a four to twenty. He had a four to twenty. You're in, you're in California, so California laws. If you do two days in the county, it's four days. That's what. No, it was uh, Texas. It was Texas. Oh, yeah. it's Texas. Yeah, 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 yeah. He got booked in Texas. But in, in yeah. California, if you go to California, I'm not sure if the law is the same. For every two two days you do in a county jail, it's four days in yeah. the county. So he had to do 20% you know I mean? on 20 years. Yeah, so he did four years. Right. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? That's the deal. You 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 only gonna get you only gonna get what you negotiate. So yeah. if you're a lawyer, right? And you ain't got to tell him nobody Like Tory Lanez They was talking about the day He gonna be home in two and a half years like, Yeah he got ten years But he right. be home in two and a half years yeah. Maybe less Because he got seven months in already Right He got 305 days they said Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? that's, that's almost a year Almost a year yeah 
The dude gonna be home soon. He ain't gonna be yeah. maybe. But two the more problem years. is gonna be the de the deportation. Yeah, plan. is that really a problem? He's from Canada. Well, it, it can be. Like it, it depends. Yeah. But he got a fiance. He need to just go ahead and marry her while he locked up and get his citizenship. And then yeah, that's yeah. how he beat the deportation joint. You better do that now. You better do that immediately. Free like game, yeah. the first what a, what a first nut, conjugal a, he can get. <laughs> he better do that. Slamming it too. <laughs> Wait, where, where are you? So, so let's let's move forward now, uh, because we're trying to get to you doing the pods. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, um, when did you stop party promoting? Um, I didn't stop party promoting until the pandemic. Mm. So I had I had a, a solid ten year run from like uh, 2010, 2011 to twenty twenty. So when you gonna stop? I ain't stop until the next pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what what happened was the pandemic kind of like made me like sitting in the crib really made me realize like damn. This shit, like, not as solid as I thought it was in terms of, like, if we have another global crisis like this, I'm going to be sitting back in the house not making no motherfucking money. And when it kicked off, like I said, I'm a March baby. My birthday party was supposed to happen at the end of that month or whatever. No, let's, like let's, 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 before you go there, let's dial yeah. back. Let's dial back to 2016. Mm-hmm. So twenty before so because now you we didn't know that. Pod. So now yeah, you yeah. your pod and your and your party promoting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell me, tell us. So, so we go from twenty fourteen, one of the best parties you had, and you was thrown. Yeah. Let's move over for two years. We when you're about to start the pod and you about to choose who you want to be on the pod. Yeah, with. shit. And, and, and to be honest, bro, all my best parties was like at the end, like right before I like 2018, 2019, They was all my best parties. Right. I had Dirk like three times yeah. over the span of like yeah, a year Dirk and a half. Smacked them every time. They got bigger. The first time was six hundred people. The next time it was eleven hundred people. The final time I had Dirk for, for my birthday party in March 2019, we did... Um, How much you paid him the first time, though? The first time I paid him 11000 Damn, he was cheap, The Dirk. second time I paid him 14000 Then the last time I paid him... 60 No, 20 Damn. They got a relationship. Bro. 20. Yeah, I kept booking them. Like, I ended up getting cool with Ola and Dill, his managers, because we kept booking the niggas. Yeah. And we had a situation the first time we booked them, he moved the date on us or whatever. It was like a radio show, and he was pulled, and it was a, it, and we had the after party or whatever. They canceled the radio show. So that ended up pushing, you know, he it killed his whole travel, yeah, whatever, whatever. No it wasn't no reason to come to yeah. Philly if it's no, if I'm not picking up two bags or whatever yeah, like yeah. that. So because of that, and they did, we just stuck with him and we had a one-to-one -one relationship. I got cool with the managers, his booking so agent, how, how, you all of that party? shit. And you just tossed your party and said, oh, you postponed your party. Well, nah. So, so, so what happened was, um, like I said, 20, so that was 2019. The last part, the last party I did 20, this, and then Vanity closed, right? I, I did, a whole run of parties the first quarter of 2019. Mm -hmm. I did Chinese Kitty. I did Casanova. I did um, Dirk. G Herbo was the last party that we did. We had G Herbo because it was a concert after party. We had G Herbo. And it was like, uh, we had YBS Scola. We had a bunch of shit, like mm -hmm. the final quarter. And then the club closed. My man John sold the club to Sin City. Damn. Which is what it is now. Mm. So now I got a whole year of like, all right, now what the fuck I'm going to do? I don't have a home or whatever. So I basically ended and you up already stopped rocking with corporate. How long ago you had stopped rocking with corporate? At that point, I was done corporate in 2014. God damn. Yeah, my last corporate job was 2014. Mm. I worked for ADP, the payroll processor. You was getting to that money. Yeah, I was making some money, <laughs> but I hated I hated that shit though. Getting yeah. hundreds. Uh, close to it. Like 89. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you living in Philly, it was good. Yeah. Yeah, you any you make anything over fifty in Philly, like you the, you the nigga. nigga. 
Yeah, you the, the nigga. Like the 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 biggest niggas in Philly is like the Scepter drivers and the Amtrak yeah, niggas. Scepter. Like your man Amtrak, dropped Scepter, right? He used to. He, he retired. He took early retirement, but now he took another job. He worked for that uh, money on the pot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he took early retirement. So um so yeah so now so I had a whole year of like all right now what the fuck yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, what? Okay. My sucker's small. I think he's waiting this time. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, man. yeah. No, so, so, uh, so, so I had a whole uh, year of like a free agent or whatever, like trying to find another home because, like, I'm gonna keep it a buck, right? My deals at Vanity was different, bro. Like, I'm getting, like, all right. So I had first right of refusal. So I'm, I, I was on payroll as the marketing director. So I'm getting forty thousand a year for that. I'm getting paid every week. That's beautiful. In, in cash or whatever, file my own taxes, That's right? Beautiful. So I'm getting forty thousand a year. Plus, I got first right of refusal on any event that come here because I'm programming the calendar. So if I'm booking something, it's obviously something I believe in that's going to make money. So I can take my own money and buy into that party. Oh, that's amazing. That's dope. You see what I'm saying? So that's what you need to do. So, so we get we get Jeezy, we get Gucci Band, we get Migos, which we all have. We get any of them parties. I got first rights to say if I want to buy in or if I just want to stand back as the marketing director, let the club make whatever profit or take the hit, whatever it is, whatever the case may be. You know what I'm saying? So, and on top of that, I'm getting a percentage of the bar on every party, anywhere between 10 to 30%, depending mm. upon how big the artist is and what the cost is. And we got a parking lot. On, on big events, I'm $20. getting parking money. Yeah. Anywhere between $40 to park to 200 depending on... The the nature how big the artist is you know what I'm saying park you want that front park so literally like my last year from I want to say let's just go from March to March at Vanity Grand I made three hundred thousand it's beautiful all legal money all legal money like I made three hundred thousand like I had I was my my last month there I made seventy thousand god damn and then we had to close and I'm just like well what the fuck like. Now what? But I had enough of a runway because I made the money already. He's like, all right, I can go out here and start trying shit. Yeah. So then I started programming some shows. I did he a- knew he was closing? He, he, he knew. Have- he told us. We knew in January we was closing at the end of March. March 31st, it's a wrap. Basically, two months. You the, got two months to get it done. Three months. Three months. Yeah. So basically, the people from Sin City made this nigga a godfather, made my man a godfather offer. Made him an offer he can't refuse. They said, yo, we're going to pay you back your initial investment plus make you financially whole for any losses you took up to now from 2014 to 2019. Mm-hmm. He couldn't turn it down. So I wasn't even mad at him. Once he disclosed the terms of the deal, I'm like, you had to take it. And that's a strip club now. Yeah, it's a strip club now. They put a million dollars into that club, renovating it. To- yeah. And then 2020 happened. Yeah. Yep. I think they call it something else now. No, Sin City. It's still Sin City. Mm-hmm. And it's open now? Since? It's open, yeah. Oh, that's they, Onyx they renamed. Onyx they renamed, but Onyx, that shit is closed. It was Bucks 360, they closed it. Yeah, but yeah. they trying to figure out how to, you know, reopen that or whatever. So after the shit happened with Vanity closing, I started fucking with concert promotion or whatever. So I booked two concerts. I had The Baby at the TLA on South Street. Mm-hmm. TLA, dope. We, we sold that out, 1,100 people or whatever. So that was my first concert. So I'm off to a good start. But the profit margin on concerts, especially a part of a tour, it ain't that crazy. Mm. So I might have, we might have put out like sixteen thousand to make back like twenty eight, uh, twenty five or something like that. You know what I'm saying? It was two people, me and my man Veli or whatever, who's like a he like in in the label system and all that, managing artists and all of that shit now, whatever. Like he went corporate. You know what I'm saying? In the music business and shit, he managed BFB the Pac Man. 
kid named Cochise that was on um, Double XL uh, freshman cover this year and all of that shit. Like, right, right. Um, so what was I saying? Oh, so um, so yeah, so I started fucking with the concert promotion. My second concert, I booked Forty Two Doug. This is when he had like one mixtape and like four records or whatever oh, outside of that. Twenty nineteen. I lost 12-5 on that show. It was too early. It was too early. Like, I was literally like a, I was like six to eight months too early because later on, he ended up popping or whatever. And if I would have waited till we paid Tom, it would have been no telling. Yeah, that but I got him at a great. love number. But what I did was I surrounded it with enough up-and-coming talent from Philly where I got some culture currency out of it. So yeah. I lost money, but I got the I got the the benefit of being able to say I had young K.A. who signed the Interscope. Yeah, yeah. I had his first concert. D4M, Sloan, and Sim Santana. Sim Santana who had flexing and fashion and all yeah. that. I had their first concert. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, and off of that, I had relationships. We just interviewed D4M Sloan last September. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And it was like a full circle, John, whatever, whatever. So it's like, my instincts are right. Even if it's not right for the time, because my city... You might be a little too early. ...is a little ignorant to certain shit. Like, you almost gotta, like, force-feed certain shit to Philly. Like, you gotta go... In Philly, when you're in promotion, whether it's concerts, nightlife, whatever, you gotta go with what works. You can, you don't have the benefit of being, like, some music curator or a tastemaker trying some, trying shit. some shit yeah. like how they do in New York. Like, New York, it's a... We got a big running thing in Philly. Like, New York niggas come to anything. Like... I remember Tone Trump did his concert up there. It was Tone Trump and friends. He had sold like 800 tickets. Sold that shit out on like a Tuesday right. at SOBs. Like New York niggas go to anything. They don't yeah. give a fuck. Right. They'll give you a shot because they want to reserve their right to boo the fuck out of you if you trash. Yeah. But they'll pay their money yeah. to Just come to see you in person yeah. and look you in your face and be like, this nigga bullshit. Like, mm, boo this ass. nigga. Yeah, and, and throw shit at you in the whole nine. But you got their money. So let's go back to 2016 before you start the pod, though. Let's yeah. Tell me, where were you at on the promotion time and what you was thinking about? I was still kicking ass promotion-wise. We had did something, uh, the first joint, it was uh, called the Hennessy Day Party. A close homie of mine, my man, uh, Tyrone Dixon, he had got the market director job for Hennessy or whatever. So his mm. base, his way to, of trying to, you know, sell more Hennessy and, and break it out or whatever in the market at that time was we're going to do a day party featuring all Hennessy mm. or whatever. We ended up doing that, John. Like, that shit literally, bro, I couldn't believe it. We had a, we had, it was from, I want to say like three to nine or whatever. We had 300 people in line at three o'clock. Mm. That joint ended up doing like 17000 at the door, and it was just me and him splitting the money. That's crazy. With no artists, no budget, no nothing, because he's Henny. the market director. It's just the Hennessy shit or whatever, and we had a good venue, a spot called Rumor that ended up closing. Um, but yeah, so so we ended up smacking him with that, and then later on that night, we ended up, um, I, had a, I had a double bubble that day. I had a nighttime party with Aisha Diaz and Troy mm. Ave that night at Vanity Grand on a Sunday, whatever, and I ended up probably like breaking even or some shit like that on that joint, but I made so much money on the yeah, day party, it didn't fuck. even fucking matter because I got my money back from this shit, mm. and then I made what I made off of this joint. Yeah. You know so what I'm saying? It was a great night. Yeah, it was great. But like 2016... I mean, using the black. Yeah, 2016 is, was like the, the best time of our lives. So, like, so, so tell me what... Now, get me to the podcast. What, what were you doing? What, what, what would you thought you... What you made you start thinking about the podcast? What were you about to do? Why, why'd you get... Why'd you hire a bro to come... I mean, yeah. What you like so what me made me even get interested in podcasting was I started to, uh, you know, come across these different podcasts online. And it was mainly three joints that I listened to all the time. 
Bomb, which was Juan Epstein, which was mm-hmm. Peter Rosenberg and um, Cyber Sounds, mm-hmm. Combat Jack Show, and oh, then yeah. Tax Stone. Tax Stone. And then Tax, once Tax popped and it really worked, because I was with Tax from first episode. Oh, you was there? No, I wasn't there, but I'm just All saying right, as far as like from the audience, because yeah. like I followed a nigga on Twitter, we interacted, shit like that. Like right, he right. was he was one of the black Twitter niggas, him, officially Ice, yeah, my yeah. man AO. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was a situation where um, I followed his like trajectory, and I'm just like, damn, like I I, I peeped a lot of similarities. To be all the way honest, Man, he like was doing his to the neck. Like, yeah. Him, so I, I looked at it like, yo, Tex is like a black Twitter all star. I'm a black Twitter all star in my city. You know what I'm saying? Like motherfuckers fuck with me. They know me. I got name and face recognition and all of that shit. All right, boom. He's in the music space. I'm in the music space because at the time I had like an independent label. Whatever. I had three artists that I was like oh, moving yeah. around and shit like that. Yeah. yeah. Um. And we was working with Jalil Beats and, you know... Jalil uh, Beats, that guy. Yeah, and uh, Aaron Reed, L.A. Reed's son and mm-hmm. shit like that. Like, going out Cali, working with, like, Rich Hill figure and different shit like that. So we was, like, moving. Like, we had a nice little strong movement or whatever. And I just seen all the similarities between me and him. And I and I seen this podcast, and I was just like, yo, is this shit just, like, some, some you know, editorial, like, how, how he feels shit? It ain't really yeah, yeah. Atta- attached to this artist or that artist or whatever. That shit came later. But it was more so, like, he just here getting his shit off, just saying what he feel. You a bitch-ass nigga. You a cornball. I ain't like when you did this shit. Ebro's a nut-ass nigga. And I was just like, damn, like, bro, really giving it up. And that shit made me like, yo, we should start a fucking podcast or whatever. And um, the reason why I picked the people that I, the person that I picked, rather, it started supposed to be three people. Me, my man, Matt, um, that's my partner now, and then my man Ra. Yeah. My man Ra now works for the uh, for the Ringer at Spotify. Oh, He's a yeah. professional uh, sports handicapper, professional better, and he do like six podcasts for the Ringer and shit. Um, but what, his, what do you mean he does six podcasts? Like, he, what is he, he has like six different podcasts. He's he's an on air personality oh, for six different podcasts, but he's a professional by trade. He's a professional sports better. Gotcha. Mm. So he do all different sports betting shit, whatever. He do a show called East Coast Bias with them. Oh, I know what East Coast Bias is. Which dude is it? The Raheem Palmer. Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah, light skin with the freckles with the dreads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's his podcast. That's crazy. I never even... That's nuts, Yeah, he did my... He did our logo for the first... You be fucking like... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You don't be answering my calls sometimes. (laughs) That's why you don't be answering my calls. Yeah, I get that. So he... He did our first logo and all of that shit for the podcast, whatever. It was supposed to be three mics. It was supposed to be me, him, and Matt, whatever. Right. And Rob was on some shit like, yo, I'm going through like a, almost like a transformation. Like I'm trying to really figure out the sports betting shit, whatever, whatever. This nigga um, put himself back into college, went to Wharton Business School for analytics and figured out how to do his own betting model. Mm-hmm. So now he does his own betting model, whatever, with variances and all of that shit. Like, so he's betting like on a major level. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So that was his mission. So he was like, yo, I'm gonna be here. I'll jump in here and there, do shows with y'all yeah, as needed. But I'm, I'm but, focused, on, but something I'm focused on something else or whatever. Yeah, and he was yeah. just like, I just think y'all two are the magic together, or whatever. And then, you know, we did the rest of our planning, vetted out a bunch of studios and shit. And then January 2017, we did the first show. So fast forward now to 2020. What was the the idea when when you see March came, 
the pandemic hit, what was the idea? I was I was like fucked up, bro. Because like I said, like, you know, as a party promoter, your birthday party is that's the money. Like Tell me about that's it. That's the money. And everything like, closed. Tell and me everything about is closed. It, I did I did a party, I think March 14th, and then the city shut down like March 16th or 17th. I did I did Danny me. Garcia. It's, it's it's closed the 14th. So this is why I know what closed early, like the 14th. Um my my cousin, I call him my brother. I we live in the same house all the way. He mm-hmm. committed suicide. He killed himself Damn. in 2020. You know what I mean? On the fourth, and I had it, I paid for his funeral on the 14th. And that was and I had a show that last night, and that was the last show I had in our city. Right. So I just know it was between yeah, it's all around that. Yeah, it's all around that time and period. And I knew because my daughter's birthday, March 11th, I took her. Right. And my daughter's birthday, was March 8th. down already. Yeah. After her birthday, she was like, you lucky. Yeah. You just made it. Like, yeah. we an so, American so, so, dream so mall. So, we got a spot in Philly called Noto. That's like the biggest yeah, club I know in the Noto city, is, whatever. Yeah. And I did a live show there in January. Um, they, they real good people that own that spot or whatever. Um, But we did a party there on a Saturday. We did Danny Garcia birthday party. The boxer? Boxer. Danny okay. Garcia. We did Danny Garcia birthday party, rap with some other little local shit, whatever, whatever. Had a decent party, whatever like that. Um, I think two weeks before that, we did Pop Smoke. Man. We did Pop Smoke. So at you Nota. one of them ones, you just stopped. Cold turkey. You just... Yeah. yeah the ga- I tell people all the time, like, the game didn't retire me. I retired myself. Man. Because the way I looked at it was... I got a bigger upside with this media shit with what I'm doing than I can do like with parties. This is forever. Yeah, it's for it's forever. I got a ten, I got a minimum of a 10-year runway with this shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm on years going into year seven. It'll be years, it's basically year seven now, whatever. Because like I said, I started my planning summer 2020, 2016. Mm-hmm. So I'm on year seven now, whatever, like that. So and I'm about to start at 2017, January. Exactly. So I'm going into year seven or whatever like that. And now I'm just about to do a network deal. For my podcast. What network you want me asking? I can't say yet. I can't announce it yet, but it's going to be announced in like a couple of weeks. Gotcha. Yeah. Off but, the air. Off the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you off the air. But I'm doing a network deal for my podcast that's going to um, widen the video distribution mm-hmm. and put 25 million listeners a year on my podcast. On I audio. talk to huh? About to be crazy. Yeah. And on top of that, it's, it's ad integration. It's ad integration or whatever. So monetary value is worth like anywhere between like... It, it depends on us, but we changing our format per the deal. We're going to go to two shows a week or whatever with the network. Ooh. It's basically like a, a three hundred to $750,000 a year deal, depending on how quick well, we the, get. In your how, pocket, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How quick we get to the, the 25 million listeners is going to determine how much of the pie that we take down. Right, you know what right, I'm saying? Right. I, get, I get it. Yeah. You know, it's based off. It's looking your promising. It's looking yeah. promising, yeah. and it's basically it's, it's a one and one. It's a one year deal with a with a with an option or whatever like that. I'm on a one to one basis with the person that's in charge of the company or whatever like that. Mm. That person and and their number two and the person that's in charge is from my city. That's amazing. So it just it is something that really just kind of I wasn't even fishing for it. It fell in my lap. You know what I'm saying? But why not get both bags? <sighs> what it was is I I felt overexposed. To be all the way honest, I felt overexposed. I felt like I was um, becoming too accessible, mm. and, and and I didn't like the idea of um, people being able to pinpoint where I'm going to be at mm-hmm. every whatever day of the week. Yeah. And from this time to this time, he gotta come. Like mm-hmm. I didn't like that part of it. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So because of some other shit that I had going on, I was just kind of like. You 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 got to pick one. You know what I'm mm, saying? Right, right. So, but does the live bag bring 
as much money in as the audio, because the audio is where the money is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it has. Like, I've done live shows where, you know, our live show in January, we generated, I want to say, um, in Rev, between the venue Rev and, uh, and what we took home, 50000 How so? You got to, this one, you got <laughs> off the air, you got to put me on, bro. Yeah, 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 gotta... it's there, bro. So listen, so our show in January, we did, we do, we do an anniversary show every year or whatever yeah, like that. We got to stop, we did one year. So you only do one, one live show a year? No, 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 I do, I do four to five every, okay. every, every year. I basically, every quarter, I basically, I try to do a live show, whatever. Right. Um, it's the fourth quarter, we only did one. Yeah, so, um. So so every every quarter I try to I try to do a show whether it's in Philly or somewhere else or whatever like that. Um and when I'm planning outside so I'm planning four a year for Philly and two for outside markets whatever. Okay. Last year we toured. So last year seen, yeah. we did an indie tour or whatever. We did four dates. We did uh Philly, we did the uh Overbrook Night Market. We was the first podcast to ever be the feature town for Overbrook Night Market. So we did that, John. That was a paid gig. We did Brooklyn at the end. We sold that out. We did Delaware. We sold Delaware out. And then we did uh, Virginia in between. That was like, okay. Like, we did probably like 60% of capacity or whatever for, for that. But we was kind of like just trying something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but it was no L. It was no L. Like, overall, the, hey, the, the, the no tour produced money. We, 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 our shit, as long as we break even, we won. Yeah. Because it exposes to people, and we saw like you know who our audience was, and we got people to travel for us. So like our our Brooklyn show that we did, we did the last, we did one of the last shows they had at the Knitting Factory in Brooklyn. That's on closed now. Mm-hmm. We did one of the last shows there, and that crowd was like forty percent Philly, sixty percent New York and North Jersey people, whatever. Right, right. So it showed us like where the audience is and shit mm-hmm. like that. You know what I'm saying? So do you still you run ads right now? You target market through there because I I know you know I know you really the guy. Yeah 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 for sure. I'm a I'm a marketer by trade. Like I got I got a degree in business marketing. Right, right. So I'm a marketer by trade, and I'm about to get a uh, the Google certification in digital marketing now because of the benefit that that shit bring to my business, and it's I can charge level. for services and all of that shit mm-hmm. with, for other people. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, it, like it's it's basically like a fifty dollar a month course. It takes six months mm. to uh, to complete the course and shit. But it's like you could t- come out making three hundred dollars an hour. One of my guys that was in my wedding, his name AJ. He run Blazing Bars Freestyles. He just finished that. You know what I mean, what's the name? So, you know what I mean? That's one of the yeah. benefits. I mean, we didn't even run no ads yet. You know what I mean? So we about to start running ads. Yeah. And everything you see, all the three, four thousand subscribers, all the uh ten thousand, twenty thousand views we get on YouTube, all those, that's all organic. We haven't ran anything yet. So yeah. now we figure, you know, after eighteen months of testing, we should start running ads. So within the next two months, we got to start running ads. Yeah, for sure. And, and not and, even eighteen months yet as a pod. Yeah, and and run ads on all platforms because every platform has its own identity and take to different stuff. Mm. So um like the Twitter, I've run Twitter ads for events and stuff like that. And got I didn't even know returns. Twitter had ads. Yeah, and, and got great returns. Um, the Instagram ads, you kind of double bubble because you get the views on Instagram and then you link it to Facebook. Your long term, your longer video on YouTube or mm-hmm. Facebook or wherever is to go. You know what I'm saying? And then like you could straight run Google ads, which is specifically for YouTube, YouTube and stuff like that. So it's a lot of different um different ways to to benefit off of the ads. You know what I'm saying? And all as right. long as you managing your, your your CPM, your click per minute, and all, all of right. that shit. Like you, it's, it's beneficial. I want to ask you right now. You know what I mean? And I'm I'm trying to I'm putting something together. I didn't even have to speak to him about it. In the next in November, I want to do Pod Fest. Would Would you mind coming up here, sitting on the board for sure, the Pod Fest, and absolutely, doing, and doing a night? You know what I mean? Like a Pod night. Yeah. 
and we'll break some down. We'll, Hell yeah. we'll talk about the business behind yeah, it. Yeah, you know absolutely. I mean? Listen, man, I'm a, I'm a super loyal dude, man. I reached out to you just on a general of just recognizing what y'all was doing or right, whatever right. like that. Not having, not having no prior relationship or none mm, of that shit and right. through it we forged a friendship or whatever right. and it's mutual respect you know and what I'm saying because we wanted to people that was in between in between is like that's super tight with with, oh, yeah, with yeah. All, all of us all, you know all what I'm saying because yeah, yeah, yeah. I, genu I genuinely believe in collaboration over competition 100% now y'all showed a smile love out there besides when your partner pulled the strap out on us and <laughs> Hey, Matt, you're so bullshit. <laughs> I think Matt had to strip, strap on the dress up. I'm like, I'm like, yo, what's going on? Yeah, like, everything good is love. You're like, no, bro, I don't know what to expect. I'm like, bro, what you mean? You got the strap. I just need to expect. The shit was sitting there for 30 minutes before Louis saw it. I ain't even paying attention. I seen it. I ain't even right? I'm saying that because it's so it's such good vibes. Yeah. I put I bring my, you know, my nigga wig. No. You know what I mean? Knowing from back in the day, he's yeah. like, that's my man. Ooh, I bring him over there. You know, I'm from, you know, my our people, our family, our, our guys, our brothers, you know, group chat guys that we talk to every single day, they from Chester. Yeah. You know what I mean? So my guys is from Chester. So the conversation, you know, they they know you guys. Yeah. They know and, you. And, 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 to, and Philly and Chester got a weird relationship. It's a weird relationship. But I'm one of them niggas that's good in both. Like, right, right, right. like I always just fuck with niggas from Chester. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Just because, like, they got a... They, their sensibilities is a little bit closer to mine than, like, Philly niggas. Like, Philly niggas is losing their minds right now. Yeah, they just doing anything. Yeah, yeah. Like, the Chester niggas got a little bit more sense. It's the niggas I age. Yeah, the niggas I age. The Chester young niggas, ain't, it's like the Philly. They burnt out, too. Yeah, the, yeah. the young niggas is burnt the out, niggas too. I age. You know what I'm saying? You know what the mean? niggas our age is, is all good niggas. Right. Like, solid so, niggas. So, you know, Chester is a good space. Go ahead. You know, before we get out of here, though, you know we got a segment up here, right? Fuck all the small talk. <laughs> hey, see, Diddy, why we ain't see you on Million Dollars Worth of Game yeah, yeah. yet, Well, what's the, what's the problem with you and Gilly? What's the problem with you and it, that, it, that I'm going to be honest. It's, I don't think it's a problem. I think it's just more so um, they got a specific editorial how they do their show. Like, they they interview rappers and athletes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right, right. Um, they got a plan where they supposed to be rolling out a second pod where they going to be interviewing people from the city and all of that mm. shit. And I'm going to put our hat... In, I'm going to sit here with y'all and put our hat in the ring. So, Gilly and Walla, whenever y'all... Uh, whenever y'all do that second pod, we should be one of them first five, six people, you know what I'm saying, right. that y'all talk to because... TRPE laid the groundwork for this podcast industry and y'all milked the fuck out of it. And I salute y'all. And I saw Gillian Wallow at the Sixers game back in, um, I want to say in November. That's mm. 2023? 22. 22. 22, I'm sorry. Yeah, 22. November 22. They was, Sixers playing the Knicks. I seen them in the lounge or whatever and we spoke, whatever, whatever. We dapped it up. I told them congrats on the deal and all of that old shit. And, um, you know, we have... I have a one-to-one -one relationship with Wallow. Like, me and Wallow have, you know, talked on the phone, communicated, and all yeah. of that old stuff. He's supposed to come on our show a bunch of times. For whatever reason, it didn't happen. Gil, me and him have, like, people in between us that's super cool with us. My man, Reddy, his cousin, Lid, went to school with me, shit like that, whatever, whatever. So it's like, everybody knows everybody. Yeah. And Philly... And you're a little younger than them. I'm a little younger than them. Like, I'm 40... Wallow, probably like 45, I think Gil, like a little bit 46, older than him, 46, 47, whatever, whatever. Yeah. But my my old head, again, Stevie G, he was instrumental in the music industry yeah, in Philly yeah. and all of that. Philly's most wanted. That's my, was my people's whatever. They were signed to Atlantic Records back in 98, 99 and shit like that. Major and they had figures. that, they had that infamous radio freestyle in Philly that yeah, went that viral Philly with Beans and Major Figures. was crazy, the Philly most yeah. wanted. 
And them, and they had um, all ne- they had sixteen Neptune beats when they first yeah, album. Yeah, they was they was crazy. Damn, them sixteen, dope. damn, yeah. Nah, I just think them. I just think that's the last missing puzzle piece for y'all. Yeah. Because they're co-sign or their, you know I mean? It means, to, to the city of Philly, their co-sign is everything. Like, right. it's yeah. a super, I mean, Let me ask be. you a question, though. What made you guys want to bring us up there? He just told you. Bro. Nah, he didn't give us the whole, you know what I mean? Well, what it is is, man, um, like, what was you thinking? Like, did you, did you, it was more, it was a business? Did you, like, reaching back. figure out, like, I know it, you It wasn't back. really business. It wasn't really business. Right, right. It was more so, y'all potting, we potting, we all around the same age or whatever. I like y'all positioning, how y'all answer questions, how y'all ask questions. I like the fact that y'all had a diverse array of guests. I liked everything about what y'all was doing. Gotcha. I liked y'all production, how y'all videos right. looked, everything. Because y'all Appreciate was way it. bigger than us. Yeah, there was an opportunity. Yeah. That's more the only reason why I, yeah. I pulled up. It was, it was, <laughs> he, go, he do a bunch of other... <laughs> <laughs> little side missions. Yeah. He be doing side quests. I'm not going to none yeah. of those <laughs> shit, <laughs> yeah. Fuck all this stuff. Not my boy. Stop that. And I, and, and I, 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 I from the outside bro. looking in, I felt like me and Louis was similar because I do them little side quests and all that yeah. too. And Matt be like, I'm not going to this shit. Right, right. I did right. a podcast last week. She got 148 subscribers on YouTube. Like yeah. I pulled up, I made the but I I made the most of it because I left with all the info for her video. Her video team is like, what the yeah, fuck yeah. you doing here? You can learn something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm on the Denzel tip. I'm yeah. from the hood. I'm leaving here with something. So it was right. on that type yeah. of vibe. In my life, yeah, I, I live my life like this, right? Everybody live their life different, right? So I live my life with, you know, something I can give, something I can, you know, be the same with, like rock with, and then something I can learn from. And then sometimes you got to give because it equals out of the other two. And and I, when I do these pods and when I do, when I was, you know what I mean, had the conversation with rappers, I feel like information you shouldn't die with, you should give. It's not your responsibility to die or gatekeep the information that's right. to give out. That's and when you shit. start giving, when you start gatekeeping information, then that's when your your blessings don't flow as, as fluent as it should. Yeah. So I feel like I'm one of them guys that's always going to give out the information. The, the guy that's coming up that feel like got potential, I'm always going to do it For with sure. them. And I'm always going to jump on their pods. I don't care if you got 100 followers. Yeah. I don't care if you got 200 followers. Yeah. I don't care if you got 100 subscribers. You know, I still did that. I still, yeah. I'm Louis doing don't that. don't care. Yeah, I don't care because you know what it is? No. <laughs> Not only if Because it, it might got five people that fuck with them or something I'm saying. Right. If, if I do 50 of them, do 50 of these pods and all, and he, they only got five or 10 people that rock with them. Mm-hmm. This 100, 500 people and, that rock with and, what I got and, going on. And, and 10, 20, 30% of them people might turn into patrons. They might start paying, paying you because you dropped some shit on that platform that, that that resonated with them. Right, that's that's what I'm saying to you. So that's my mindset. It all, it, it, the, I mean? the point that you're making, bro, it all counts. Small media, 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 big media, all of that shit counts. Bro, without me going on your podcast, I had my, I'm got my, I got my, we got our own motion. But if you didn't, even though you got more followers than me, and you can see probably us, we growing and we still growing. Y'all doing your thing, man. We doing our thing, but you probably oh I see they they these are the next guys that's coming on me, get them some love, right? Yeah. Without you shit giving me grace, you know what I'm saying? I, it'd be how will we grow? We gotta give somebody else grace. Yeah, how would sure. they grow? You know what I mean? It's the same yeah. thing. So when I'm doing this pod fest, I'm gonna have guys like you. You know, I got it, I gotta me and GL got relationships with the Joe Button podcast, like outside of Joe. So we know Joe when we see him, we party with him a couple times, we right. do video shoot yeah. with him. But we got ice, you know, Arsenal, that's my right hand man. You know yeah, I mean? he was in my wedding. His brother is Ice. Right, that's my guy. He yeah. came on the show already. When that was early mm-hmm. in the episode, yeah. Ish, I knew Ish 
when I was outside on the streets doing other stuff. Right. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and Ish was, you know what I mean, in between, wasn't sure with you, so I know Ish too. You yeah. know what I mean? So the relationships are different. When I call and ask for a favor because of the relationship, they're going, yeah, whatever you need. Right. You know what I'm saying to you? Other different spaces. Remember what I just said to you? When I, when I hit ice, yeah. I'm going to come talk whatever you need me to do. Right. That's the relationships that we have. Yeah. You get what I'm saying to you? Mm-hmm. And I'm just simply saying to you, like, without me being able to garner these relationships and move forward, you know what I mean? I, I wouldn't be able to grow without you helping us grow. Nah, we appreciate you. But them other niggas you... You got to appreciate them, bro. <laughs> I went to Baltimore. They nigga like, yo... Her podcast, nah, don't do that. 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 <laughs> and held it down for the team, for the squad. You get what I'm saying to you? Yeah. And you know, I'm going to have her up here. Me and him going to have her up here. And she's dope at what she's doing. She's doing some good shit. She's working with... What's nah, bro? she's super dope. What's bro with the hat that she be working with? The black dude, he got... He's real conscious. He he signed to earn your leisure. Oh, 19 Keys. 19 Keys. I got a 19 Keys story, but that's... Tell us another story. Hey, we need look, that look. story. 19 Keys did some Not fuck boy. shit, man. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> 19 Keys, bro. Yeah. Oh. 19 Keys, listen, um, at, we we had Dr. Umar in the top of the year. So we, yeah, we, we, op- yeah. we opened the top of the year smacking him. We did, doc- we did Dr. Yeah, we did, we did Dr. Umar. We did Dr. Umar. Yeah, we could do that for a little bit. Is that right there? <laughs> we, we did. <laughs> listen, Dr. Umar, no, no bullshit. We did, fi- did 570,000 views How much y'all did pay him? Keep it real. I don't want to quote his, because it might be different right, now. but you had to pay him. They don't have to put his number out. It was a small number. Yeah, he showed mm-hmm. love. It was a ridiculously small. I was surprised when he sent me the number. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It was, it. It, was like, it was like sneaker money. Mm-hmm. We appreciate Cuz. Yeah, I super appreciate Cuz. Yeah. And he kicked it, took a million pictures, did the sh- like all of that. Yeah, yeah. And we went. He did that part because he's from Philly. We did. We went I'm pretty mega, sure he's going to hit us different. We went mega Pause. viral. Pause. That's that crazy. That was crazy. That's pause. That was, that, that was not my boy. You made that relationship with us though. Yes, that's a that's a one to one. Like we text and all that. Yeah, like but so we opened a year smacking him. We did Doctor Umar went viral. We did the smart guy from yeah, New York smart went viral. Guy. He, he was free too. Free. I'm about to hit Cubs out there. Free. Free. We got the uh, same story. We did we did core from Dream Chasers. No, I don't know. Did, bro, did bro. great number. He from from Philly, signed to Meek and all of yeah, that. I whatever. Know who that is. He he one of our like four or five biggest rappers. Yeah, he. He's What's the yeah, biker yeah. nigga from Baltimore? Cool. From the, 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 Chino. 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 I want, I need, I want that nigga on. That's my cousin. Yeah. Huh? Chino, my cousin. So why he not on his show then? You never said you wanted to talk to Chino. What the fuck? <laughs> why would I gotta say now that? That was on the record. You want to talk to him? It's my co-host. I gotta tell him I want to talk to him. You might have told me you wanted to yeah. So, so, so we opened up the year, whatever, with like a bunch of strong interviews back to back back. We had y'all. We had, uh, and then we did like a Women's History Month, John. We interviewed all these super lit I women see, from yeah, Philly, yeah, whatever. We, had, we, we did some phenomenal work the first three months. So I'm like, damn, how can we chase all of this, you know, all this traction that we got? And I was on uh, YouTube one day going down a rabbit hole. I ended up on 19 Keys. I watched like 40 videos, like 40 shorts or whatever. Yeah, and he, he was talking that shit. And it was like, it wasn't rehearsed. It was natural. Yeah. 
literally, yeah, 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 yeah. he was killing it. So I reached out to his manager, whatever, whatever. I said, yo, you know, we'd love to have y'all had, had 19 on the pod, da 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 I'm from Philly. We got a relationship in New York. When we go to New York, we do uh, our show at uh, WTF Studios at uh, The Girl from Horrible Decisions. Yeah. I don't forget her fucking name. I'm I know you're talking about. But so we do, we do the show up there, whatever like that. We did Smart John up there. We did uh, Chris Gotti up there the first time we did Chris Gotti, right, right, right. whatever. So I was just looking at it like that, like yo, uh, whatever. I just took a shot in the dark. They hit me back in like four days. So like, yeah, we gonna be uh, touring soon. Boom, boom, boom. We gonna be in New York these days. Let me know if these days work. Boom, boom, boom. All right, cool. We locked the shit in. It was supposed to be like Tuesday, the whatever the first Tuesday in May was, whatever. Mm, okay. So I hit them. Uh, going into April, like, yo, everything's still good for the date that we got. Yeah, yeah, we good. Boom, 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 boom. They hit me probably like the Friday before. Say, yo, uh, 19 wanted to do an interview with Billy, Billy Carson's. They did one before. It went viral with like 1.3 million views, this and this and this. We wanted to know if we could move y'all interview to Friday. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to respect that because yeah, y'all hitting yeah. me in advance. Yeah. And I respect the fact that y'all already went big viral together anyway. So yeah, I'm going to respect yeah. that, whatever. So Tuesday come around, they did the John Billy Carson's, whatever, whatever. He had a show in New York on that uh, Thursday right. at the Apollo. So I go on his Instagram. I see the show sold out, whatever, whatever. All the people, he reposting every post, whatever, whatever. I'm like, oh, he smoked this John tonight. I said, I know we're going to get a great interview tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting all my shit together, whatever, Friday. I'm up bright and early, getting all my shit together to start like trekking yeah, the mood in New York, yeah, whatever, whatever. Gather my team. Yo, meet here this time. We're going to jump in one car. We're going to come up. We're going to be early. I get a fucking email from his manager. Yeah, um, you know, it's, it, we, we apologize this last minute, but, uh, you know, 19 just told me, he he's not um in the right mind frame today. He's he's not trying to do anything that involves thinking. So he's not gonna be able to do your podcast not my boy. today. Not I'm like my boy. So I'm reading the email, like, what the fuck do this even mean? Like, what do you mean you're not trying to do nothing that even yeah, involves right. thinking? And you paid him? No, I didn't pay him. Got you. I didn't pay him, but I paid for the studio. Gotcha. Yeah, so that a, studio ain't cheap. That studio four hundred and fifty dollars for two hours. Like yeah, that's just that's not crazy. cheap. Yeah, so what out. so what did you do? So so I so I gather myself. I send this shit to my team, whatever, whatever. I show them. I say, yo, how am I supposed to respond to this? They just like, wait, what? Because we about to meet up to go do this interview, whatever. I know Matt says some nut shit. <laughs> Matt so some so nut shit. so we whatever whatever. I'm just like, yo, um, I gather myself, whatever. I respond to this shit. They like, yeah. I was like, well, you know, the whole problem is, you know, I'm already on the road. I'm lying. I'm already on the road. I'm coming up there, whatever, whatever, leaving from Philly to come to New York, do this interview, whatever, whatever. And it's like, it's money on the line. So it's like, you know, we wasn't paying y'all, but, you know, we paid the book out the studio, this, this, and this. And they like, yeah, well, uh, let us know. You know, it's, it's, it's really like a, you know, inconvenience and it's my fault. So the manager's in between. So he's yeah, trying to, yeah, yeah. it's my fault, whatever. I don't, I don't even know who you are because yeah, like, I don't yeah. give a fuck how bad you feel. Like, I'm supposed to be getting this interview. I done told my audience we doing this interview. He right. like, but you know, uh, find out what's going on with the studio and, you know, may maybe we'll pay something towards it. And I'm just like, getting money from niggas is impossible. So yeah, <laughs> like, right, right. It's, 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 it's never happening. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's never happening. So that's my 19 key story. He hit us with the, yeah, I'm not trying to think. But my whole thing was this, and I talked about it on my show. Um, if it was Good Morning America or The Breakfast Club or whatever the you fuck, you would have made it. You would have got your motherfucking ass up. You would have been up there bright. They told you call time 6 a.m. You would have been there at 5. Right. Because 
you not going to miss that moment to get on this platform and, you know, share your message or whatever. And it just let me know, like, yo, niggas really still don't understand virality. Niggas think that your biggest interview is going to come from the biggest platform, and that's not always the case. We got one of the biggest Dr. Umar interviews on the internet with a with a fucking, at the time we had 5,000 subs on YouTube. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? The shit got 570,000 views, 4 million views on TikTok, like all this shit. So, How many subs you got now? Uh, 11,300. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And then from the Umar interview, we got smart. And then from, you know, the core interview, we got a bunch of other, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, one thing, you know, typically leads into another. Somebody offered me a, 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 a like a, a, a digital TV deal off that fucking Umar Jones. Yeah, mm-hmm. It just didn't make sense. Off a couple hundred dollars. Off a, off a, off a you know, mm-hmm. sneaker money. Off a sneaker money. Off a sneaker money. You know, in closing, before we close, right? <laughs> if you know it's a podcast out there, you know he's doing his thing. You see him moving. He's like, and he's in between. He's he's growing, but he's in between. He's in the urban area. You know, the urban pod is different than the guy that's doing the white. Completely pod. different. I mean, so but he's in the urban area, and he's trying to. What would be advice to him in closing? Uh, the big, the biggest thing that separates me and and my brand and my show from everybody else is that I didn't stop. Like I had every opportunity to stop. Like we had three years. We had three years in a row of making like little small money here and there, but nothing consistent. It was a labor of love. We was paying more than we was making. You Nobody, know what I'm saying? So, but all three of y'all didn't make no money as far as your engineer, you, your engineer. We didn't make no money. Like the, the studio made money. Like we had a situation where we was we was in a, stu- in a in a network deal before, but it was like a regional network, whatever, whatever. And we was the biggest show on the network, but it wasn't benefiting us or trickling down to us. Like the the second biggest show on the network was a sports show. They had sixty thousand a year from CBS Sports and yeah, all this yeah, yeah. sponsorship and this and this and this. We didn't have shit, so I'm just like, damn, like I got good product. So basically, like I'm I got good dope, but I'm on the wrong block. Right, gotcha. And because of that is why I went independent And I just took all my shit back I started my own RSS feed I started my own fucking merch company I, Like I started everything independent I'm like yo whatever I get 100% is mine Right. And I don't gotta spit my ad money With nobody none of that shit I got my own advertisement account with advertise cash Like all of that shit So the only thing that separate me from anybody else Is that one I educated myself on the industry and what the fuck was going on, and two, I just didn't stop because didn't I stop. because because the realization of I was right was the most important thing to me, and I was going to see the shit through until I until everybody saw that I was right. Bro, we appreciate you coming here, bro. I appreciate y'all having me. Yeah, it's your main man, PBM Louie. It's the homie GM. It's Biz and Bobbies. Ooh.